0: Welcome back to Top 5 on the Two Track Mind podcast feed. I'm here, as ever, with my good friend... Edward Crawley. And I am Liam Toms, if you didn't know. A pleasure to see you there. And the rustling that you can hear in the background is my cat that's joined us and is sat in a box over the other side of the room. Um, I How that.
1: sensitive do you think the, the
0: mics are? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just warning, because this, this could erupt at some point during today's Meow. show. <laughs>
1: That Is was it def- Colin or Dave?
0: It's Colin. Colin's over there. Do you want to do a quick episode of... Um, Living with Colin. <laughs> Living with Colin. No, we'll, we'll save that one. No, today we're here to talk about uh, bands that we want to see live but haven't. So after we did um, the the first Top 5 episode, which was Top 5 debut albums of the 2000s. Yeah. It became a bit of a running joke that that was like a really long title. And then the next two top fives that we did was like top five venues and top five Christmas songs. And actually, I I think there was something about the really convoluted title. It makes it a bit more interesting. Yeah, Yeah. you know what you're getting, don't you? Yeah. There's no grey area. (laughs) Or maybe you don't know what you're getting. I don't know. But either way, I think going forward with top five, we're going to go for the more um, niche categories. So So for
1: now, it's bands you could see... Live that we haven't. Yes.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of housekeeping in terms of what the rules were here. These are bands that haven't uh are still split. currently touring. Uh yeah, but maybe haven't toured for a while. Um yeah, but yeah, haven't but split up. Haven't split up and haven't, you know, lost key. Exactly, numbers.
1: yeah. The key thing is they haven't split up, so at any point they
0: could get back together and do a tour or a show or a festival. Um yeah. There's no reason why we couldn't see these shows, but we haven't. Yeah, that's that's the point. As we go through, we'll talk about the reasons why we haven't seen them, which will be a multitude of various reasons why. Yeah. Um, So, without any further ado, we're going to get started, and Ed's going to begin today with his number five.
1: Yeah, so if you are listening to Open Mics, thank you, um, I stated that I was going to go to a gig, uh, Bombay Bombay Bicycle Club. It's a
0: bit of a uh, tongue twister. Yeah, it is a little bit.
1: (laughs) it was at Bournemouth, so a local show. I had tickets. Um, unfortunately, the night of the gig, um, well, the day of the gig, our boiler broke down. And unfortunately, in the house, there's only one plumbing and heating engineer, and that's me. <laughs> so rather than risk being cold, I, I stayed in and fitted a boiler that evening while the boys were asleep upstairs, so I was all quiet. And my wife took her friend Sophie, to the gig, so I never went. I, I gave away my ticket to Christie's mate. They went, and it was quite funny. When I said to Christie, "How was it?" She almost didn't want to admit how good it was. Yeah, and I, I was... mean, I,
0: I I can relate to that. I think there's been some gigs where in the last couple of years, particularly when uh, when Max was born, and you you had to take a couple of months off from gigs. Yeah, and you asked me how certain shows were, and I had to sort of yeah. You
1: know, So so I actually right.
0: I wanted the opposite from Christy. I was like,
1: oh, all right. And she I was like, if it was good, I wanna know. I wanna know it was amazing.
0: I because want- you understand y- the weight of the sacrifice then. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wanna know it was worth it for me to stay at home and fit the new boiler. Um and turns out it was insane. Apparently it was just the most amazing uh performance, you know, and I saw the set list and I was gutted. Um however, she said that the Big Moon, uh, who I said I really enjoyed the album, she said they weren't amazing live. She said they were a little bit eh good, but not like wow. But I guess if they're if they're as new as I'd believe them to be, maybe they're still finding their feet. But so as of yet, I'm yet to see Bombay Bicycle Club, so they are my number five. Have, I almost,
0: you, have you had any opportunities to see them before? Were you? Well, they've
1: they've played Bournemouth before, they played the Solent Hall, but that was um I guess it sold out pretty quick and I just didn't realise they were playing. And by the time I was like, oh, we should, oh, it sold out. Um, but I was thinking back to when I got into them. It was January the 1st, 2010. So that's a long old while now. And I've still not seen them. And we go to a lot of gigs. It seems really odd, doesn't it? I've yeah. missed festival appearances, but they've been around before that. That was the second album. And um like another per, uh, band I've got in my top five, it was Zane Lowe. I didn't really get uh, realize the first album was out, but the second album, Floors, which is more acoustic vibe, which is odd for a band to only have one album to suddenly do, like an acoustic style album. Like how long did it take Foo Fighters to do an acoustic album? And that was a um, one one album live and a full mm, band, mm. and the other one was a coup. They've been around young, so to do it, it's, it's quite bold. Um, but Zane Lowe had it as a hottest record of the world and I remember, I think I was waiting somewhere to pick someone up. I don't think it would have been you from the old PC uh, world days, but he was like, this is that, and it because it was on Radio 1, I just listened to it and I was like, oh, I really like this and then instantly sort of fell in love with that album because I bought, it was a cardboard CD case, mm-hmm. little special edition thing. Um, but yeah, they've played like Reading Festival when we've been there. I just wasn't, into them then
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just it's just one of those bands I've constantly missed, you know we've got a couple like that, we always joke about sponge, don't we
0: yeah absolutely it's, it's I've strange. had
1: plenty of times to see them, I just never have yeah, yeah and it like and there's never really a i don't know what it is, you know,
0: yeah, I mean it was in part uh thinking about the fact that we've never seen sponge that sort of led me to think of this as a as a subject for top five, not that I'd now put them. In my top five. No, I want no, to see. no, Because the thing is, if, if I did, it would be silly because they have played Bournemouth a handful of times. Southampton. Southampton. You know, only down the road. I think it was just that we missed them when we were into them. Yeah, and, and I'm worried now, what they'd be like now. Well, now we've not sort of kept up with the albums and stuff. Like, they've sort of dropped off our radar and it's just kind of got to the point now where they're a band that we just never saw.
1: That and could it, be to change for me this summer.
0: Yeah, because they just announced for Slam Dunk yeah,
1: today. Yeah, so I it? think if I get a ticket... Regardless of who they clash with, unless it's someone really good, um, (laughs) I'll go and see them. I'll tick it off. off. I will tick it off. Um, Mainly for what what I was when I was 15, 16, I suppose. Yeah,
0: I'd still like to see them. I mean, I'm sure they play mostly hits.
1: Would you go to a headline show? Say they played uh, joiners and they were wanted 14 quid. Would you drive up on a Tuesday night to see them at joiners? No,
0: and that's probably what stopped me at various yeah, points because they did it, Nexus, fallen. which is no longer
1: with, around, it's been gone for a long time. Um, they've done a couple of Southampton venues,
0: yeah, more recently. But you're right, what you say about festivals. I mean, when we were going to Reading each year, that would be an opportunity to see a whole, you know of bands across the weekend yeah and now not going to that each year there's a lot that you miss as a result of that but that said when i was thinking about this and i went through I, to, to put this list together I, I went back to my cd collection yeah because, yeah, yeah because my cd collection has evolved i guess over the last 10 years to the point that now it's mostly just bands i really like yeah i'm not just buying albums just woolly nilly yeah for lack of a better term um so i thought i can use this as a starting point and i worked out something like 90 percent of those bands i have seen yeah um but a lot of those have been in the last sort of five years or so where i've made an effort to perhaps not go and see a band that i've seen countless times and, and miss out on those tours and pay a little bit extra and actually travel and, and see some of the yeah. bands that i haven't yet seen so that's kind of where i got to with this but i mean my top five came together Pretty easy, actually. Oh, did it? In terms of who was there? I
1: struggled. We are, we've we been very fortunate. We had parents that allowed us to go to these festivals from a very young age. You know, we, we both had parents. Your mum and dad took us to Cardiff.
0: Um, oh, she'll be so pleased that you've mentioned that.
1: Well, no, but, you know, that was uh, our, your first gig, my second gig. Yeah. Just drove us to Cardiff. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, oh, thanks for that. You know, we, we had very supportive... Yeah, we got started early, didn't we, I guess? Yeah, we were but funnily enough, very supportive there's, parents. There's one on this list that I'll get onto, obviously, in a bit, that um, the reason I haven't seen them is because of when we Mrs. started. T banned you. Sorry? She, Mrs. T Banju. You. Sorry? Mrs. T Banju. You're no, not, no, you're no, not no, doing no, no. it. You're not going. <laughs> we just weren't quite at the point where we'd started going to shows, and because of that, I've, I've missed this particular band for 18 years, but we'll get on to them.
1: Well, it's uh, not it's not your fifth. Nope. I don't think, if I remember your list correctly, but who
0: is your fifth? My fifth, and this is a slightly contentious one, uh, because we have seen this artist, and that's Basement Jacks. Yes. We saw them do a DJ set. Now, I wonder where you stand on this one, because... Oh,
1: this is really... Sorry to butt in. This is, I've just listened to a podcast where they were discussing getting excited about a gig, and then in small print, seeing DJ set. <laughs> they were talking about, I think, Orbital.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Funny enough, I went to uh, university with his son. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, there we go. To um,
1: I'll give the, the podcast a, a name check because, you know, the, it, Britpop Banter. So they were talking about some of the. Uh, it's all about Britpop, uh, sort of, it does cross genres slightly. Um, and they were talking about DJ sets, and I was thinking of Basement Jacks before you even sent me your list. Yeah. And I only listened to that episode yesterday. And I was there thinking how, you know, because they didn't play any of the... It was strange, wasn't it? There was a couple of samples,
0: but there was no... It was strange. I think it was a bit of an eye-opening experience for us because we're not, you know, we're not huge into dance music as an overall genre. I mean, our... Genre is more live, yeah, yeah, yeah. music. So, but was... I remember
1: owning the 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 album with "Where you, Where's Your Head At"?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, Ruti, is a classic. Yeah,
1: that was a great album. I'd love to see that live as yeah, a yeah. live performance.
0: Well, this is it. That's what's interesting because they do they still. They did do a full live production show when? because obviously they've got... Is that recent though? Or? Uh, it was as recent as about 2014, oh 15, right. but they saved it for a lot of the... Um, it wasn't something they toured, I don't think. It was it was something they saved for like the festival circuit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they did play with this show at um, Bestival, uh, Camp Bestival, which is just around the corner from yeah. us. Literally, like, five minutes drive from your house.
1: With all due respect to that festival, though, it, it, I know they do a lot of good things, and kids, are, it's expensive.
0: Yeah, and I think that was the issue, is there wasn't a lot on the bill other than that they wanted to see. Yeah, And there was a couple of years, I think it was that year, and then the following year, Fatboy Slim headlined. Yeah, And yeah. both of those years, even up to the day before, I was like, shall I just get a ticket and go down there? Yeah, But it's an expensive day just to see a headline show... Um, so I didn't do it. And then I guess shortly after that, they announced this DJ set in, in Bournemouth, which was a club that I think we've probably been to. Actually, that's the only time I've ever been I've there. I've only ever been to you it as a comedy night. Yeah, it's so. a strange venue, isn't it? It's sort of changed hands a few Yeah, it used to Mark and now, now it's Halo. Halo. I think it was V at one point for those of you that know Bournemouth clubs and the Respect. club scene. Um, and it was unusual, wasn't it? Because... They didn't come on until... Late. 12. It was about midnight. (laughs) Yeah. So we're there just sort of like bimbling around whilst there's like three other DJs. I don't think we were fitting in. but A couple of the party were fitting in. Me and you, less so. But that's only psychologically. That's only in our mind. Because I'm sure no one was looking thinking, who are these guys? It wasn't like we turned up Clearly punks. Yeah. But we're just like waiting around and then they come on. And it's not like there's any break in between. It's just like DJs and then like the next ones come on. So it wasn't like a big bit where we all kind of stood there and like cheered when they came on. It was like, oh, now this is Basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they dropped, they did drop, I think, probably about a handful of their songs. But in between it, it was just... Like house mixes and things. Yeah, pre probably pre mixes. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like when they dropped their songs, like the the place erupted because obviously a lot of people went there to see them and to hear those songs. Yeah. yeah. But then weirdly, after their set, like there was more DJs after that, and then they would occasionally drop a Basement Jacks song. Well, they so knew it would, it would go down well. Yeah, but that just seemed really strange to me. That'd how, be like going to see you... a going to see a band, right? At, who you, you know you're going to see as the headline act. And then there's a few bands after who play some of the songs that the headline band didn't play.
1: But with regards to like DJ sets, Fatboy Slim who we saw at the 0 Arena, you know, yeah. m- middle of the the floor, you know, he had this 360 degree thing, very good at engaging in the crowd and To be fair, he didn't play say 4 minutes worth of his own material. It was all No, mixed it was kind of, of, it was a similar thing. You know, wasn't he it? dropped in the Fatboy Slim Slimmers in heaven. Yeah, I don't know why we never normally edit ourselves out but i didn't feel like i needed to say that word then but you know he'd drop it in praise you and i like to yeah and it was it, it, but there I was no the, four minutes where he just play i guess because that doesn't with a dj that doesn't require any effort just to put oh and here's the greatest hits i'll be <laughs> back in an hour to wave at you i guess yeah. they have to mix it in but i would sooner have more
0: of the stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was... a Fatboy Slim, was. I
1: was in awe of it anyway, because of the way he is on stage. Yeah. He's a commanding figure. Well, the
0: difference, I guess, with that is that it was his show. It was a big venue. There was production to it. Whereas yeah. The yeah. Basement Jacks was thing amazing was Amazing production, wasn't it? Yeah, with the, as you say, with the 360 spinning stage. It was stage. mad,
1: and all the graphics and everything. Yeah,
0: whereas the Basement Jacks thing was a bit more low-key... Yeah, I'm, I yeah, imagine low keys one well, way of describing it. Yeah, yeah. we had no idea who they were. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I came away thinking, oh, that's good. But I'd really like to have seen the live show because obviously they have lots of collaborations, different vocalists, and they kind of brought a load of them together for the live show. Oh. And they had like theatrics, and it was kind of like a big carnival. I mean, I, I you know, Basement Jazz for me is it's a bit of an anomaly in my music collection and music taste. But yeah. yeah. But there's something I love about it, and I think they're a fantastic, like, British act, like, something to be proud of, actually, how how different they are and how many like, different influences and stuff they've incorporated, and that they've kept going and, and kept, like, reinventing themselves and yeah, keep, yeah. keep doing odd things each time they come back.
1: I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure when I saw Chemical Brothers at the BIC in 2003, maybe, late 2003... I'm pretty sure they were playing a good amount of the song mixed in. And they blend it, but I'm pretty sure we had hit after hit after hit. It wasn't like filler, mix, here's a snippet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like a few, like a minute and a half, then mixed with something else. But I've, it was, I seem to remember it being recognisable songs.
0: But I think it's probably that DJ set. In brackets, that's the clue, isn't it, about yeah, what you're going to yeah. expect? Yeah, this because this was just chemical yeah. rubbers. Right? Yeah, and, so, know, and the I Fat Boy got Boy asked Sim... four times if
1: I had any drugs. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, I'm just dancing, mate. I've had a Smirn of ice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the Fat Body Slim uh, event that was that wasn't a DJ set, was it? It was just well, it was what you'd expect it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. But basically, Giants um,
1: was a bit, for a band that I would have liked to have seen some yeah. of those songs live. Well, with, I the, hope... with the live drums, it always sounds good, you yeah, know. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it's, but, but yeah definitely a good one to put on there
0: yeah I'd, I hope that someday they do something kind of similar similar level I mean I think they've done like a uh, an orchestral thing more recently oh wow so yeah I mean they're, they're that sort of act aren't they that they well, yeah, keep they're, innovating they're,
1: probably pretty, they're bigger than you probably think mm. to be able to do that
0: yeah
1: so your number four is the same as your number one so, so we'll probably saves let's save that because he's a, he's a big artist and he could easily be my number one okay um and I've, got, my yeah, I mean, I've these... got a
0: few reasons why he might not be. I didn't put a huge amount of thought into the ordering of these. They're loosely, perhaps, where I placed them, but you could give or take a number. So, Not meaning to spoil the whole illusion of top do, five. But do you want to do your number four, then? Okay, my number four is Peter, Bjorn and John, who you will know as... Are you going oh, to...
1: Butt- I've bottled it. Butt- 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 I was going to yeah, whistle.
0: For, yeah, you'll know them for the big single, Young Folks, which came out... In that peak of indie.
1: Uh,
0: no, I was not. I'm. <laughs> yeah, not bad.
1: Yeah, uh, the great song. Yeah. Really, really and amazing single. Uh,
0: I've got a bit of a new or a renewed love for that song, having listened to the episode of the podcast you recommended to me, Song Exploder. Yeah. So they were on that. Talking for about twenty minutes about how that song came together, and yeah, kind of blew my mind in terms of how much about that song that I just didn't appreciate. At yeah, all. yeah, it really
1: made me uh, like the song because when they play it in full at the end of the episode, yeah, oh,
0: you're like so ready. To uh, yeah, hear yeah, it. I was like, I've
1: heard this song a billion times. I don't need to. Let...
0: Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, you're fully immersed in it, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, the fact that they had to change the uh, the key entirely for the guest vocal. Yeah, that's and,
1: mad, isn't it?
0: And also, like the how like the, what the inspiration was for the introduction which is by it, it comes from another song that uh was by an artist that came out around that sort of time uh, and i won't mention them because conveniently they're my number two so i'll come back to who that is um but that was a really strange so, uh, connection so uh,
1: with me i know i know that song and it's certainly not one of those singles that gets released and you think like Oh god, I don't want to hear this again. Because if it, if you put it on now, I'd happily listen to it. What? How many albums? Like in my naivety, I really don't know a lot about. Peter so I John. didn't
0: really get into them, other than obviously liking that song. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, for a couple of years, and uh, after that was released, I think it was probably about 2010 when I actually gave their album that has that single on, which is "Writer's Block," a go, mm-hmm. uh, and just really liked it. And it's not all as poppy or as accessible as that is there's some weird stuff on that album um but i was at a stage with, with music where i was almost a little bit pretentious and quite liked that it was weird yeah definitely. in places um but i think yeah maybe less than a year later um not the album after that because there was another one that came out called living thing and then in 2011 they brought out um what's it called writers no give me some all yeah, right box the one i was just talking about a second ago it's been a long day. Uh, yeah, gimme some, which has the theme tune to uh Two Broke Girls. Oh, okay, alright. That That's yeah. them, is it? That's oh, them right. as well. And I think the similarities between that one and, and, and young folks as a song. Um, but yeah, then just really got into them and there's been a couple more albums since. But uh, being a European act, they they tour more over there than they do the UK. Yeah. Now, I mean I part of the reason I'm still on social media at all is to try and make sure that I don't miss out on news of yep. gigs and things. Yep. Somehow, and I think it was last year or maybe the year before, completely missed that they played London. And they played, I want to say it was The Garage. It's oh, a small my show. God. And I don't think... Oh, would well, they be... put them in the roundhouse? No. Potentially. Then, even though they've got the big hits, I don't think they've got a huge following over here. All oh, right. But they they posted some videos of it, and I don't even think it was a great turnout. And they'd sort of made a joke about it, so maybe it just wasn't promoted particularly well. But they were like in the crowd, like just dancing with the audience, and it looked amazing. I was like, I just cannot believe that I missed it. Wow. I was so frustrated, but I don't know how I missed it at all. I don't know how. That Again, sometimes
1: to me. they just pass you by, don't yeah. they?
0: Yeah, so frustrating. Um, so I'm now on the constant lookout. They've got a new album coming out this. Spring, I think so. Maybe
1: three or four dates, possibly over in
0: Manchester Ritz and yeah, I don't I've been to the Ritz actually. Oh, have you? But
1: are they that size?
0: Uh, where's that still? That's quite big, that was like a
1: Brighton haunt, or yeah, uh, you know, that sort of 300 400 capacity type thing. Yeah,
0: I've been to that, that. Brighton venue as well. Oh Jesus Christ! Should we turn it into venues you've
1: not been to? <laughs> well, I just wondered, Have you... uh, the Glasgow Secc? <laughs> you've been there, have you?
0: <laughs> no, I've looked at it across the water, but I think ah. it's my dream to see churches there. Actually. Oh God! Uh, you've seen them. You, let's not talk about churches. They're not on the you list, did enough of but them I mean, last they time. they are one that had I been doing this top five a couple of years ago. They'd have been on here. Image and Heat would have been on here. Haim. I've ticked off a lot of big ones. Oh, right. You
1: just... uh, My number three now, please. (laughs) You need to to get some name checks out there.
0: (laughs) I've ticked off a lot of big ones in the last few years. That's what I mean. I've I've really made an effort to... You know, and it's involved a bit more travelling again. Uh, Whereas I think probably before that for a few years, I got lazy. Yeah, if
1: you're 15, just getting into music, listening to this, a lot of these bands, uh, you know, that you like, you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, that's 15 quid. You know, that's going to take me a month to save.
0: You know, how many lawns can you mow? Double that nowadays.
1: Well, yeah, well, I'll get onto that. Some of the reasons that have prevented me to go to gigs because even at our age, there's a cap, you know, where you have to weigh up the cost of travel, Mm -hmm. the day, the band. Yeah. Yes, i love this is, this, and is what I, I mean. this is speaking from a man who spent under eighty quid on two tickets to see Fleetwood Mac. Hmm. Um
0: but this is kind of yeah, this is sort of what I've been doing. I mean not to that level. I mean that's very expensive, but I've not been doing those cheaper gigs in favour of saving a bit of money and actually getting to see some of these ones that I want yeah. to take off. So who's your number three? So my number three is uh Foxborough Hot Tubs this is a great one. And we were talking about our list before we recorded earlier today. And I changed it because I remembered them, didn't and I? you suggested this. And I mean, I could have possibly exchanged one of mine for this because I've, this is one that I overlooked, actually. It's a really good suggestion.
1: Yeah, so... Funny enough, we were trying to reminisce when it was, and I think it was 2010 when they did maybe Wembley Stadium and a Manchester... By they, just for people that... Green, so this is an offshoot band of Green Day, but unlike the network and, you know, the odd other project that they've had their hand in, Foxborough Hot Tubs was basically a rock and roll band, but it was them on their... that' still the same entrance, instruments, basically. But it was all, you know, it was essentially... Uh, I forget the the second guitarist who's been with Jason them. Jason White. Thank you, Jason White. It was him, you know, Billy puts down the guitar and is basically just in a fur coat. And you, the videos used to come out on YouTube or, or what's Facebook. He, what's his name? It's like Reverend
0: Stirrin Twitch or yeah, something. Yeah, so it? they've Styrin. all got
1: nicknames, but, you know, it just... Like, there's videos of him <laughs> drinking cans on stage and then, basically, th- these shows would happen secretly. So Green Day would play and then suddenly there'd be a quick announcement. Foxborough Hot Tubs, this venue, 12, uh, like midnight, bang, first come, first serve. And this happened in 2010 after they'd done Wembley. they uh, The next night, the Sunday, they announced that I think they were doing it upstairs at the garage, which possibly holds more because I know that I swear it was like but anyway we're talking like 400 people and they went and played for two hours they did the whole of uh stock drop drop and roll roll in full a few covers and some rarities and you know they just apparently they were just drinking there you know and it's just like and i remember me and you discussing whether or not we would want to risk going up early enough to get in a queue yeah to see and then it was like well the cost of petrol's getting up there that's 35 quid you know then if we don't get in we've got to come back we won't get back till 3am we've both had jobs you know and uh, so we didn't end up going but i i'm sure they'll they've done a couple of others i think and i'm sure some mm. i saw that they'd performed recently uh somewhere in america the troubadour or something so i'm sure they'll come over to the shores again
0: yeah it's interesting that one isn't it because it's become... they just pick it up when they want don't they yeah but I think that band in particular had a massive influence on what Green Day did with their sound going forward, because I think, and that's why I really liked the um, the trilogy the triple, yeah. of, of albums, because the second one was sort of unofficially the the follow up to yeah, the yeah, Foxborough, yeah. and there's there's some on there that are yeah straight up DOS yeah as it was called <laughs> yeah, but not Dross. <laughs> no no really no uh,
1: yeah, and that's probably. I'd probably say that's my favorite of the trilogy.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I yeah I flitted between them. But, um, but I just wonder, are they scratching that itch by doing more Foxborough style stuff in Green Day now? Do you know what I mean? Is, is it kind of like, because I feel in a way like the Green Day we have now is almost like a mix of original Green Day yeah. and Foxborough. Um, and it'll be interesting to see with this new album, which is, I think, next month it comes out. It? Uh, I thought it was later than that. No, I've got a feeling it's next month, maybe the 18th, 19th. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how much Foxborough influence there is on that.
1: Yeah. I, 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 ju- I think I just like the idea of these secret little... Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the I'd, idea I'd that they, to they don't it, yeah. tour. Yeah. Almost, and it's just like, here you are, we're popping up, we're here. You yeah. know? It must be such a fun thing for to, them to be, be able to show
0: up, and obviously... To go helped. from, like, Wembley Stadium down to a 400-cap club. Yeah. yeah. Club. Yeah, it makes me feel giddy. Incredible. Well, fingers crossed it might happen again You know, I remember when
1: Canada Water finished touring, we went and played under a cap. What a thrill. (laughs) What a thrill. Um,
0: It's the sort of thing where you think to yourself that would be the benefit of living in London is those last minute events that you you can't plan for. You just have to be spare of the moment and just go.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, given... I would have definitely. It would still be a no now if they did it because I've got I've got two kids. We
0: couldn't go right this minute, could we?
1: No. If you if oh, if yeah, it got announced, it would be a long old phone call just to get it. You know, do you mind? <laughs> I'm putting foundations in tomorrow. There's a digger on my drive. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do it. You know. <laughs>
0: They'll understand. Um, but yeah,
1: so yeah, so one we I've got, you could have had. Yes, um, I like cool. it because As it means well. that if it does happen, I'll just do you fancy it you know i don't like it when it's a band I, I, i'm the only one who likes you know
0: what that the list awkward, or for it? going to the show
1: well i don't like to go to shows on my own anyway i always like to be go with someone else so i can watch enjoying it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you were to come to see my number three with me i'm sure you'd see me having a great time yeah uh and my number three is no doubt now I can't remember if I mentioned this before we started recording or not, but this is a band from before we started going to gigs. And the last yeah. time they played the UK was 2002. We did talk about it just a minute ago because we, we said, was it because I wasn't allowed to go? It wasn't that. It was just a case of, I think the nearest show was maybe London but it was what size venue like a Wembley they, Arena they, they, there was no, no 2 they did, they, was did, was they, did uh, they did two nights at Brixton no either way. side of doing um festivals because this was the run where they did um Distraction is it Distraction or Distortion Distortion Festival which was the one with oh, Green Day and Iggy that? Pop yeah and that one that was in Manchester that so was it,
1: Is that around the
0: time of Hey Baby Hey Baby it must have been yeah because I think that was 2002 Wow yeah so that's 18 years ago. Yeah. Um and they've just never played the UK since. I mean, I may be wrong. I did have a good old route through their um their do you call it a tourography? I don't know, gigography. No, so
1: and I I do think if you were to check America, they've done Riot Fest. Yeah, they do occasionally. They festivals. headlined that, didn't they? They also um,
0: came back um in 2012, uh and did the push and shove album and they toured the US then Is,
1: was that the more Scar-like the album it was, I know there was a,
0: you'd cl- it was more of like a kind of 80s sort of like new wave which had like elements of Scar in it and that lead single which when was when was the um Settle Down was really good
1: um oh what's the band Edward come on um when was the cover released It's My Life
0: uh that was about 2004 right. when they did like a Greatest Hits and then they kind of disbanded for a while <sighs> Came back. I think. In,
1: who sings the original? Come on. Uh, Begins with T. Talk,
0: talk, talk, talk. Yeah.
1: I was there thinking of Talking Heads. I was there going yeah. Talking Heads. That's not. Then That's Psycho Killer. You prat. <laughs> no, talk, talk. I knew it began with T. Yeah. yeah. But that's um, a great cover.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was on the greatest hits. That was. Yeah. That was two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they did much touring around that. Maybe in the US. They said I didn't in the UK because that was then knocking on the time where Gwen started her solo. And but stuff. she and she at the moment is doing a residency in Las Vegas isn't I she? think she's finished that now uh, but she did do that for about a year and oh, she's, she's mad on she's The Voice and she's married to a big country singer there, she's done yeah. an album with him Blake Shelton. they did a Christmas
1: album together yes because uh, he's uh, a he's a, a host on The Voice as well on The Voice yeah yeah. I, Knowledge of their uh, <laughs> Instagram, Instagram life is, is, is insane. You're, you're getting it all. It's yeah. not just album dates. It's <laughs> who they're dating. Because um, she used to go out with the fella from Bush. Yeah, Gavin. Who Roswell. was also a presenter at one point. On the UK voice. Hey. He hey, was yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. people. You're he right, sat yeah. on the far right chair, which has been famously taken by Ricky Wilson of the Kaiser Chiefs, Danny Jones from McFly, Ollie Mers. <laughs> uh, basically, it's the chair that no one picks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Will Young was going to get it, and they gave it to Ricky Wilson. I don't know why I know all this. <laughs>
0: Like, I like and like, you,
1: ch- you check them. <laughs> you check them's facts
0: and, and come back to me because they are all correct. I feel like we just really stumbled across, across a little bit of a memory uh, bank. In your... Memory man! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll make an appearance again. Um, but yeah, I. Was... to be fair, back then I wasn't a huge No Doubt fan. I probably liked them as much as the next Scar ish band, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't until they did that album in twenty twelve, uh, which the single was settled down, which was a was like a real sort of scar throwback. Yeah. Almost like dancehall sort of sound. And it just, I don't know why, sometimes you get that when a, a lot of them recently, actually, I had it with The Darkness last year, where it's a band that you've not really paid attention to for a while, they have a good comeback single, and then you just, I don't know, you just start rooting back through the discovery. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when I really got into them, like 10 years too late to see them, and yeah, now we're knocking if on the, another It's years. a weird one, because it would be so lucrative,
1: because they if they came back, they'd probably... O2 oh, Arena maybe would be a bit but they'd be doing Wembley Stadium which uh, Wembley Arena which is 10,000 compared to like 18 Do you know I
0: thought about this earlier on I I did think to myself I wonder why they didn't come back to the UK it's an odd one
1: maybe maybe that album was done under Differences you know yeah, that, that, they, there were relationship I don't know things that they were, wasn't there she used to like one of the singles was Canal yeah was it, Canel, she, what it was, was she date the basses or, or, yeah um you know, maybe that album was done because they like they were creative and they wanted to, but maybe it was a something you don't know. I don't touring might have been a push too I far. I think what
0: happened was they I'm sure I read this recently that Gwen was saying that she wasn't entirely happy with where she was at when they made the record. I okay. mean there's probably only a couple of years before her divorce. I mean we're getting right back into the celebrity politics now, but um yeah, so I don't know if it quite was the reunion they wanted it to be. So it was a bit short-lived. But they've gone on the three guys to do uh, that dream car band with the guy from, from AFI, AFI Davey yeah. Havoc, which, again, pretty short-lived. And I don't know whether they even made it to the UK with that. No, a lot um, of these
1: bands start up. And really, it just ignites the fire to start the band they are originally in. So I yeah. think AFI are looking at new material yeah. in the same way that that profits of Rage... It was just on the, you know, yeah, yeah, let's do this and now Rage are back together. Mm, but think about the... other headline bands that have done Riot Fest and then brought it over to here. You know, Jawbreaker headlined Riot Fest and then they originally meant to play Brixton Academy. That got downsized to Shepherds Bush. I think the Misfits have headlined Riot Fest, but what venue could they realistically play even as the original lineup? Well, two of the original lineup and... This Frankenstein fella on guitar, you know, would that be another one that was like built at Brixton but then got downsized? So we think that no doubt could possibly do an arena tour over here, but actually they've been around, they've been gone so long. I what then you would they play? I think it'd be Brixton. Yeah, so a Brixton, or, yeah, or you know, maybe add another date.
0: Yeah, what's I, Brixton
1: I, five, six thousand, something like that? Yeah, it's got to be yeah, that on sounds the about do- right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I think they would probably do Brixton. And yeah, maybe on a second date. But, with all due but,
1: respect to her, you know, if she came over on her own, she would probably maybe do a Wembley Arena. Yeah, I think possibly. Because I don't think it's it's I a could see her kind of, in, a, in a
0: normal venue. It's a weird kind of branding thing, isn't it? Yeah, this is the thing. They who's, couldn't. Who's. What's got more pulling power or more awareness in the UK? Gwen Stefani or No Doubt? And I think even with like. Because they didn't have huge hits in the UK. other no, than no, maybe no. don't speak. Uh I think a lot of people know uh, just a girl from Kerrang and you know well, I think
1: that Hey Baby Hey Oh yeah, hey. and then
0: those ones from that album, Hey Baby. That and, album's um, probably their
1: biggest album in the UK, I'd argue. Yeah, Helly Good uh yeah,
0: yeah With study, the yeah. red and black
1: That's right. uh, cover and yeah, um, yeah. all the fonts on it. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
0: I've got the LP over there. The actually, yeah, yeah, I've got I've got the Save f- that for an open mics, so we <laughs> can do a show and tell. <laughs> yeah, I got all four of the uh latest. No doubt albums. Is it, I got, Have I, you got the original ones? Uh, original pressings or original? Well, no. But you've got all the No Doubt. I've got. Um, fruit tragic, kingdom, the tragic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> tragic fruit, Kingdom. Fruit, fruit of the Loom. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> she's picking fruit <laughs> <Spider> in <laughs> the bathtub. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mister Matey. <laughs> Push and shove.
0: <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got the most recent four. But saying most recent, I mean most of those are like twenty years old. And also, how many is there? I think There's like one or two more before oh, that, right. but we're talking like really early stuff. Um, so you know, I think that's why I'm giving them the third place because they very quickly became, but
1: they haven't officially split, have they? No, just so they've they're, they're absolutely fine, yeah, in this context. Good, right? Where are we? Is it your number two? My number two, uh, is Counting Crows,
0: uh. Why are you smiling? Because, right, going back to... Right. It, I, think, I think possibly in the first top five episode where we were talking about making mixtapes for each other at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I d- Counting Crows will just never not make me think of the CDs that you used to make for me. There'd always be a Counting Crows track on it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Mr. Jones. Um, is it Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones. Mr.
1: Jones. Uh, then they, they're probably the biggest hit over here is a cover of Big Yellow Taxi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what Colourblind. was the f- colorblind colorblind which was in the film with i want to say sarah michelle geller uh some fella there was a love interest <laughs> you can you talk while i google it because i have to i have to know the name of it well
0: I've, i don't know that many more uh, cat and crow songs
1: uh, hard candy hard candy's one uh, that was... american girls um, Mrs. Jones, um, Mrs. Potter's lullaby. There, there's loads. <laughs> That's what they put um, it like
0: Mr. Jones with Mrs. Jones, Master Jones, Little Miss Jones. Um, uh, you're, you're still saying the names. You need to be searching for what this film was.
1: So, so, uh, sorry. Uh, August and everything after. Was that what it was called? uh film. See, this is what I should have written down. Why haven't I thought of this? <laughs> I, uh, is it crawl that? Intentions Wait. Crawl Intentions
0: I should have known that one actually for Process elimination. With Reese
1: Witherspoon She played the geeky one who they were trying to make cool But actually the male Then actually fell for her Because uh, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar Played his sister But there was a little bit of a weird relationship there <laughs> Where she was teasing him a bit It was a bit weird um, But she's coming up the escalator Reese Witherspoon's character And it kicks in with the colour and he's
0: waiting at the top is this how you discovered counting crows
1: no i discovered it through i think i've said this before as well a sister's friend oh uh, was it low- henry no no <laughs> it wasn't henry <laughs> i think his name was david and he bought around some albums and i literally nicked about six took them straight upstairs and copied them so there was a Goo google's album there a counting crows uh crows album there uh a jimmy hendrix lp there yeah um, funny
0: enough just going back that's yeah google dolls was on those scenes yeah, as well and slide. that's where that's where my love of google slide dolls was the first from. one because
1: yeah. everyone gets into them through iris but i think me and you were slide slide and then
0: uh black balloon and Broadway, slide is just january d- friend oh yeah and but how oh, so good is slide on the single. over there actually All right.
1: <laughs> anyway so counting crows uh have played bournemouth and i'm sure that Hold Steady supported. But it got cancelled due to illness and they tagged it on at the end of the tour and I think Hold Steady were then... Not able to do the dates. Yeah. Yeah. And I seem to remember it being like 40 quid, which is why it stopped me going because I just couldn't afford it uh, at the time because that was... uh, I've not written it down. Um, We're talking uh, years ago. And other than that, they hardly ever come over it. They did Roundhouse in 2014, but I've only found that out from Googling it now. Yeah. You know, um, and they did Ireland White Festival a few years ago, but that was it. There was no offshoot. They went straight there. They would have had to come to mainland to get the ferry. Why not just chuck a little date in? Unless that was 2014, in which case they did. They played Roundhouse. (laughs) (laughs) But again, it was just a case of... But I've now started following on Facebook because I've seen they're active on Facebook. So there's, you know, there's, they still tour.
0: So if they play this year, will you go and see off, them?
1: Just, yeah, I'd definitely go and see Counting Crows. He's cut his hair off.
0: Oh, right. Oh, yeah, he had like dreads. Or yeah, thing, yeah,
1: for the longest time. But I don't know why this has come out. If you look at the women that he's had relationships with in Hollywood, he's got quite a list. There was a point where they were massive. You know, the Woodstock yeah. videos that you see on YouTube from... They're high up on the bill. and really? Yeah, yeah, they were big in America. <laughs> and um, that Bournemouth tour, they played like Wembley Arena and they were playing arenas. Obviously, recently they've played Roundhouse, but I imagine they still play Roundhouse or something. Well, it like could have been long f- six enough. six years ago. Yeah, uh, but I'd love to see them. I, th- I don't think... There's no albums where I go, wow, but every album I can listen to, yeah. I don't stop it. I can put it on.
0: Frank Turner is famously quite fond yeah, of them, big fan he? And I think sometimes when you listen to the Sleeping Souls heavier material, you can hear the oh, influence. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Particularly on the piano and oh, yeah, 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 it's
1: a bit of a rip. Yeah. But <laughs> don't we all? You know, yeah, for sure. Half my best jokes are ripped off. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, 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 I'd love to see him. And I'd spent the now I'd forty quid. Not that I wouldn't batter an eyelid at it, but I would i'd go yeah, two tickets please you know it's <laughs> not a, a fairground right <laughs> <laughs> either or um but yeah i imagine it would probably have to be a london date that i, I traveled up to um really weird there you sort of hid behind your mind oh, i <laughs> didn't know what sorry. you were thinking i like to see your eyes yeah. um but yeah i think it's a deserving number two I've, I've not seen them i've got a couple of the albums on vinyl they're all repressings but
0: that well, doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother you, but I like the originals. <laughs> <laughs> so, my number two, something completely different. Daft Punk. Yeah. And just going back I to number totally four. I can totally see this one. The Peter, Bjorn and John uh, fact that I learned from the Song Exploder episode is that the intro to Young Folks, which is a drum fill, uh, which... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Bam, bam, bam is Banana. influenced by Bam. Robot Bam. Rock. I yeah. was like, fuck, when I heard that. You wouldn't have thought it, would you? No, but now I've heard it. I'm like, of course it is. But it's Robot exactly what Rock is. was... We
1: loved that. Oh, God, we filmed videos <laughs> of ourselves.
0: Maybe we'll dig that out. No, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on.
1: I should finish that. Right, we put on woolly hats, beanies. <laughs> I had my bass. I think Liam had my guitar and we pretended we were filming a video for that song.
0: Yeah, I, if you want to see that, you know, drop us a line. Uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, have you still got it? Yeah, definitely. I don't...
1: You do. You've got I, an archive of footage, haven't I have.
0: you? I have. I indeed. Um, so, Daft Punk, um, which, going back to our conversation earlier on, falls into this category of, yeah, dance music, but I'm talking about seeing them do a proper headline set, not just a, a DJ set. Uh, they have done this a handful of times in their career. It's not something that they have done a lot of, and the two most iconic ones of, I say of late, of the last 20 years have been in 2007 and 1997, and they're called the Alive shows, So All right. and there's albums that have come out alongside it, so it's okay. Alive 1997 and Alive 2007. Oh, I've seen one of the I covers, was convinced yeah. for years, approaching 2017, that they would do it again, even when they're Uh, Random Access Memories album came out in 2013 I was like this is it we're building it up I'm going to go and see them and I was prepared to go to Paris to see them because I thought there's a fair chance they may not do the UK it may just be like a residency or even just one or two shows but I was prepared to go to Paris to see them it didn't happen (laughs) so uh, it did did it? (laughs) No, I looked earlier on Uh, There were rumours There were like proper um, Conspiracist people Setting up websites and stuff With that domain One of the big rumours, I suppose Was that they actually are Justice Hmm. Who we have seen Yes, and when I was putting this list together I shortlisted Justice And then remembered Now of course I saw Justice in 2008 it was really, really good (laughs) You know, it was one of the sets of the weekend
1: Because of how unbelievable. yeah, it was just amazing. But like, I mean, that's not,
0: a, that's a good example. You, you know, Justice. Like we saw them at Reading. Going back to what I was saying earlier on about, you've yeah. got to see a, take a lot of bands off yeah. the festival lineup. Uh, I don't know when else I might have seen. I would, I would
1: happily pay to see Daft Punk. Good.
0: If because it, I need someone to go to Paris yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> just for Robot Rock. I've, i you know, just Robot Rock. I've put, I'll i I'll, I'll be around the world one more time. Digital love.
1: Just quickly, let's touch on one more time. That's a. That's a 10 out of 10 single, isn't it?
0: Well, it's one of my favourite songs of all time.
1: But you know you know when bands release a song and it just gets massive and Nokia did that thing, didn't they, when you could have it as a ringtone? Yeah. And I remember there's three big songs for me that I've heard on site as ringtones. The first was Daft Punk, One More Time. The second was Nickelback, How You Remind Me. And the third was Nickelback, Rockstar, <laughs> they were the songs that I always remember people having as ringtones. Amazingly, too, that I remember a Nickelback. Um, but I just remember that. Ooh, one more time. Like, what a song that is. It's so good. It's the perfect
0: pop hit. One of the saddest things is that the, the guy that did the vocals for that died. Um, no. I think probably within the last 10 years. Um, so he's not around anymore. But
1: uh, I, I'm going to go back and listen to that album, I think.
0: I've got a final over there. Oh, <laughs> put it
1: on them. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Yeah, um,
0: Disco- uh, fucking discovery. Not yeah, discography. but that
1: that it, it, when that came out,
0: it was almost it was a real change, wasn't it? There wasn't... Yeah. Me- there were, d- you know... Well, they kind of led, like, trends in, in dance music. And, and when they came back and did the album in 2013, they shocked people because it was completely different to uh, Human After All, which was the album that came... Yeah, which again was a massive it. album. Yeah. Um, but Random Access Memories was all, like, live instruments and stuff. So it was dance music, but it was played yeah. live. And at that point, you know, we're talking about an era of, like, David Guetta and Calvin Harris and Swedish House Mafia and all that sort that... It was just very loud, very electronic, um, very programmed beats and that sort of thing. And Daft Punk just came out and made this like completely organic sounding album.
1: And that, do you think that was probably fueled by
0: I I think I remember listening to interviews at the time and they were saying, Look, we just do whatever the hell we want and we did this in part because people aren't doing it right now. And and it was supposed to be a bit of a throwback to um Sort of nineteen seventies disco and that kind of thing. And they had uh, Giorgio Moroder, uh, who was like, um, like, famed for using synthesizers and stuff in his yeah, yeah. his music. And um, yeah, he was on one of the tracks. And yeah, it was like a, it was a bit of a throwback album, but it's fantastic. Do you remember? And when... it does have the big Pharrell song on it, which I can understand why people wouldn't want to hear that song ever again because it was quite overplayed at the time which one was that Get Lucky oh yeah but in the context of the album I don't mind it it works fine but I can understand why it might get on people's yeah funny
1: enough I, I yeah I was never a big fan of that song
0: however the um, the Kanye version uh, uh, sort of um, the sample and it was it was like a sample but he, they were actually involved with it weren't they yeah yeah harder better the, the the faster stronger, st- uh, stronger. Was, yeah was was, that this, was this? I think the Kanye song was stronger, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was ba, ba, ba,
1: ba, will kill yeah. me. Even... me um, <laughs> That was it.
0: 2005. Really? Yeah. I've just Googled it. Oh, wow. I'd have, I thought it was later, but you're probably right. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Because
1: remember, there was the apps and you could, uh, there was an app and you could make the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the different I, samples. Boop, you know, but... Yeah, I forget about that Pharrell song, but I sort of like the CeeLo Green uh, song and stuff like that from around a similar time. I just, I've just i tried to erase them from my memory. There's some singles which are corny as hell and are massive. Uh, you know, the Bruno Mars one, um,
0: which oh, I can't even funk. remember that.
1: Yeah, where I go, yeah, I see why that's so big. Yeah. And I get that with the Pharrell song, because Pharrell was, at that point, massive as well.
0: Don't get me wrong, I think, yeah, I, I get what you're, maybe this is what you're about to say. Um, yeah, that for, if they just played that, if you just heard that song a couple of times, you'd probably like it. Yeah, yeah, but
1: it the fact it was overplayed. Yeah. But, you know, you could it definitely, yeah, Daft Punk, especially when they came out with Robot Rock, and even mm. that was slightly different you know, like you say with the intro oh, that, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a, a, a progression again, yeah, you know. that was like a very
0: aggressive album.
1: Yeah, 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 R- rocky, yeah. you know, to a certain extent. You imagine that with a live band and them up
0: front. Yeah. God, that would be a show. Oh, man, I could sit and geek out about Daft Punk all night. And but, I don't but even but know a hell of a lot about entity them. the whole of them as well. Yeah. This whole,
1: you know, who are they? What are they? Oh, this person's apparently seen them. Oh, they're going to get outed. Yeah. You know, there was actually stuff in the in the gossip columns of the sun and stuff someone's taken a photograph of them with my, with my, and it's like how is this making the news this is mad but you it's know. everything
0: it's like the design of the helmets like it's no like coincidence that you know i collect by buffett and mandalorian star wars merchandise because it's the same kind of thing, you know, like the helmet design. Like, oh, I was about not to say because I similar. don't think Boba Fett's released a number one <laughs> selling single, has he? blessed. No, he's yeah. been uh, he's been out of action for probably the Bob about Fett thirty, 30 four <laughs> years. Um, yeah, um, but oh, no, well. great, great choice. I, Maybe I, one day. It,
1: you know, although I haven't. There's another one. If we can just have a quick nod, Roik Sop. They've yeah. just released a rarities album.
0: Yeah, I've been slowly listening to them on the um Some of them G- are weird, aren't they? Like yeah. Is this Royksop? Like a couple of made have been questioned whether Yeah, we talked about this and they might tell me about um the release radar. Thing and yeah. I think I called it Discover Weekly. That's I got it, it. wrong. It's Release yeah. Radar. Yeah, yeah that's up. how I, I got it as well. Spotify. Yeah, Heads yeah I've been following those. Fair
1: play, Spotify. You've, uh, what you're doing at the moment is incredible. So carry on. Oh, good. It's time for us to get back into Up then, because um, well, they've had some
0: good singles in between.
1: Yeah, but I'd love to see them. Yeah. You know, I don't know what venue they do now. Oh,
0: Christ. <laughs> All what? right, let's add up to our list <laughs> because this is what this is going to become. Hopefully, is a kind of a uh, hit list for the next decade I like it I think it's good because all of these
1: are achievable and we will we've we've said we'll spare a little bit of time at the end for bands that have split but could come back together Mm. there's no reason why they wouldn't Um, a couple there are ifs and buts because of relationships but I've tried to pick ones where they could come back but anyway I'll do my number one and then we'll finish off this section with my four and one Um,
0: so my number one is Pearl Jam. This is interesting. Why is it? Because we were in a place where you could have seen it, Pearl Jam. Yeah, 2006. And did we talk on a previous podcast about who so, you saw instead? Yeah, potentially. There's a Reading Festival 2006. Yeah, who did I see? I can't remember. Was it Descendant? No. No, they didn't play till much later. I can't remember. Anyway,
1: I think we were in the lockup. Anyway, so. You talk. Oh, look. So. The Fixer on the album Backspacer came out in 2009 and they played Reading in 2006. Now, in 2006, I would have known what I saw on Kerrang! So, Alive, Jeremy, songs along them. But it wasn't until 2009, and I mentioned that I got into Bombay through Zane Lowe. Funny enough... I think Pearl Jam, I think he can be held responsible for that as well. So I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I've loved Pearl Jam for 30 years or whatever, because it's just not the case. It's probably just over a decade. So The Fixer was the first single of the Backspacer album, Um, And I remember I was picking my little sister up. She used to go dancing. And I was outside a a school nearby, Carter Community School, if you're local.
0: (laughs) That's good for context.
1: And uh, I don't know, maybe it was at seven o'clock. He plays his hottest record in the world right now. And he said some little anecdote about how Eddie Vedder, I think Zane had just had a kid or something. And Eddie Vedder, he met him and he was like, oh, how's your baby doing or something like he'd heard through the grapevine. he's a big, a big character, isn't he? Um, So I can imagine like if you think you might bump into him, you might claw a little few nuggets that you can chuck back at him to be social. And Eddie Vedder strikes me as that type of guy. Um, And he said, so the new album's coming out, The Fixer. And I was obsessed with it. You know, I was trying to get the band to do, I got Tom uh, into it. And he now loves that song. You know, I had the, the vinyl twice. I think you bought me a copy of the seven inch single. Yeah. I've got it over there. (laughs) Yeah. Because I already had it. Um, but I don't think it was until 2009. They really became a band that I thought I'm going to, I'm going to go back and check what I've missed here. And obviously found the album 10 and bloody all of them. And it was just like, Oh, right. Yeah. I've probably been missing something here. Um, and obviously they're playing Hyde Park this summer, part of that oh, right. Great British
0: summer time.
1: Yeah. But it's £90 for the basic ticket. And albeit...
0: Basic the... ticket is like you're sat in your car and you can just about tune into it on the radio. Yeah, because
1: I've done it there. Um, I saw Tom Petty there, who probably would have made the list, but I've seen him. Um, it was like a month before he passed away. Um, so it's a great location, but it was like when we did... Tom Petty, we were sort of childless and, or we only had the one. Um, and it, it, you know, even though the Pixies are supporting, ninety quid's a lot of money. Because if it's if it stays as just Pearl Jam and the Pixies, that's forty five quid a piece. Sure, I'd probably pay fifty for Pearl Jam, but I wouldn't pay forty for the Pixies. So. You know, I missed out on tickets for the Wembley, uh, no, the O2 Arena tickets. They did. I know one got rescheduled because they did two. So, and I tried for tickets for them, didn't get them. So I, I have tried to get tickets, and I've always missed out. Um, Reading would have been a prime time, but they weren't really on my radar then. You know, I got into them way later than I could have.
0: Did you want to know who they were up against that day? Who? And who I don't, I seen? don't know what the answer is in terms of who you saw. I think you might have seen a mix.
1: Well, let me have, a, let me find out. I could have gone. It home. was. <clears throat> There's every chance I went to Cornelius Cobb for a <laughs> corn in the cob and then buggered off home. It was Maximo Park. The, I, well, no, uh, on the Radio 110. Yeah. I saw them with Ali.
0: And I mentioned Fish it. Fish on the Lock Up.
1: No, I saw. I know I saw Maximo Park because I don't think yeah. I've seen Real Fish at Reading. But I, I wouldn't have gone then. I remember they had a black. They had no banner. It was just a black stage.
0: So how much you got to pay to see them this summer with a worthwhile ticket? Do you think? How much would I pay? How much... What ticket price is the worthwhile ticket price? Because if... 90 quid for the standard, is it worth...
1: I think it's like... I think the next one's up, then like 110. And then you can do like an experience, which is like... They go up to about 300 quid for that yeah. Hyde Park thing, but you get access to a better bar and stuff. But I never struggled to get a drink when I saw Tom Petty. The fact, the fact is, if we didn't... You know, with a family, you do family holidays... And I like my running, so I book a couple of races and whatnot. And I just think I—I I turned around, and I was like, "Look, I'm." Christy isn't a massive Pearl Jam fan, so I didn't really have anyone to go with. So it would have been me, paying all that money for Christy to go, yeah. And then, and I said to you about Bombay Bicycle Club. Christy offered me, you know, leave the boiler, you take someone, and I'll stay. Stay in because we also have baby um, sitter issues with the Bombay bicycle gig, so it all worked out hand in hand. I fixed the boiler, but I also was then in charge of my two boys. Um, <laughs> and I said, There's no one I would take because I want to be at a gig like that when I'm so mm. ob- obsessed with that band. Yeah, I want to be some with someone who at least knows the songs. Like you would have come, but I would have been stood there going, Oh, I hope he's having a good time. There's every
0: chance I wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. I don't, th- I've never don't even know really it's heard scene. any Bombay.
1: Like at churches, I'd happily go because I know you're passionate. But who's you, to say you, you, I would you'd have liked it? You enjoy watching me enjoying
0: myself. I you? do. I've always
1: said that, and I am. Um, uh, <laughs> you said it
0: in this episode, actually. <laughs> I
1: would like to see you enjoying yourself. But that is, if I was taking someone to see a gig, I want to see them enjoying it. I don't want to be stood by someone who's clearly wanting to be on Instagram, <laughs> liking for. I want there to be them not to be as passionate because I'll always probably be the most passionate. Um, but I want them to enjoy it, and ninety quid's a big ask. Mm. And I'd love to see the Pixies, you know. Again, another band that I didn't get into until later. But I've liked everything I've listened to.
0: Now, number one is probably going to be an expensive ticket. But but fortunately, we do both want to see this one. Yeah, that's different. Even if our ranking was slightly different tonight, and I don't think you should read into that too much. Our number one, or my number one. (laughs) Well, yeah, but Uh, it could have
1: easily... I could have had a shuffle of all of these.
0: Well, in in just the fact that we both had it on our list, it kind of makes it the the winner, shall we say. Uh it is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And the boss. without being morbid, part of the reason why he's my number one is because You think he might as well as that man looks for pushing seventy I think we ought to get on and see him whilst we've got the chance. There's every possibility. He
1: plays for like three hours. He ain't going nowhere. He
0: barely cancels a show, you know. I know. He he turns up. But there's every possibility that one day he just says, I'm done. I've had a good running. I don't know if the boss ever says
1: I'm done. I think he goes out when he's 99 and he, he's dead. I think the last, I think he'll die on stage. I think oh, he'll be God. like a Tommy Cooper. Don't say you that. know, I think he'll go
0: the way he would want to go. He won't be able to bow out. So a big part of the reason we've not seen Bruce is because it's always been an expensive ticket. And when they we were sell younger, out so quick. They do. When we were younger, we probably wouldn't have been able to afford it. I think more recently uh, when was
1: the recent tour 2016
0: of which was Wembley Stadium and they were all like stadium shows yeah uh, but this was the River anniversary tour and I think part of the reason why we didn't do that one was because we didn't want to see an album show or even like an album tinged set we wanted to see like the greatest hits because we've never seen it which I think is reasonable and um, so we, I think we delayed on that one and we're holding out now, aren't we, for the, uh, for the next time yeah, around. Yeah, which... Uh, but he's taken some time out. So he's done this most recent album, Western Stars, is is a solo album, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so he's not with the E Street Band at the moment. Um, and he did the run on Broadway, which I still need to watch on Netflix. Yeah, I do. I keep looking at it and I'm like, ooh, three hour run. Like, okay, I'm going to have to maybe set aside two evenings and break that up. Uh, but... Yeah, I think next time we even get an inkling that he's playing, I think it's time to make plans.
1: So I watched the whole set on um, that he did of Glastonbury, which surprisingly I thought was closer, but it was two thousand and nine. He did twenty five songs. Yeah, yeah. like he—that's
0: that, a—that's
1: uh, like a quiet night. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: it was. I think it was. It's billed as one of the longest performances from a headliner at Glastonbury. Um, and he finished, he, you know, with Dancing in the Dark. Encore finished with Born to Run. Excuse me. <coughs> um, and Dancing in the Dark was my first dance at my wedding, you know. I'd, I'd absolutely love to see him live. But yeah, the thing about the River Tour. But again, it's, it's always been accessibility. And if you can't get the tickets, someone yeah. like that, they, you know, wherever he's playing, but they was, are
0: going to sell out. Also, I've only done one stadium show ever. That was U2, which we spoke about on uh our bonus episode um a while ago about why we went to that. Um and I don't know, I mean I I enjoyed it, but I've it didn't make me want to go to more stadium shows. And and this will be a stadium gig, won't it? Yeah,
1: I think if I was to do it, I'd have to do it as those fanatics do it. And if he was to say do a St Mary's, like a Southampton yeah uh, There's a fair chance That could happen Yeah Or uh, You know Or Brighton Amex I'm just thinking of venues I've seen other bands play um, Not that I've seen That I've seen other tours I'm a bit of a tickets fella Who likes to see Where bands are touring And I know Alton John's done a few of these Anyway I digress I would have to be there In the queue Early doors And you know Screaming to the front Ah bru-! And be in that front <laughs> I think I'd have to Face the squash Yeah and go all in. I couldn't see it where we did for you too. I just, like you said, it was just it was great because you like seeing it from a different perspective. Well, a big
0: part of that for us was the experience of the fact we were in London recording yeah. and, and all that. It just was it was a bonus to what we were doing. But yeah, I think you're right. I think you go
1: we've... to you go to see someone who was as big back in the day when America was just rife with stadium tours and these tour packages would just go off. Those all American. Tours, you know, Guns and Roses, and all these bands playing just stay, and you see dust clouds coming from the sunny, wherever they're playing Yankee Stadium or whatever. You know, I'd want to embrace that culture. I like, part of me would love to see Bruce in America to really get the full feel for the fandom of him. Do you know what I mean? I think he's just he's massive. Isn't he? he's just and he's been yeah. that level consistently for years. For years. Yeah. Like, there's not many who can say there's not been a dip. Even some of the lesser-known albums, because of how he is touring, his tours have never, ever...
0: I think that part of the reason why he's so high on my list as well is is how much I've enjoyed the last few albums that he's done. Like, yeah. I, you know, there's there's some of the earlier stuff, uh, particularly the stuff between, like, the cult albums of, you know, Born in the USA and Born to Run and and, like, the albums now. There's a lot of, like, stuff around like the early 90s and that, that I'm just not familiar with at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, human touch, like that sort of era. Um, but the last three albums I've really enjoyed. Uh, Wrecking Ball, High Hopes, I think it is. Yeah. And, and High Hopes a was a really good album. Yeah. And he did a lot of the songs with Tom Morello from, um, is it Tom Morello? Yeah, yeah. From uh, Rage. What was the album with um, Radio Nowhere? Uh, that might have been the one before Wrecking Ball. And oh, no, 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 no. A, no, no, no that really was that, a lesser known album, but yeah. that
1: he went a bit rocky on that. Like
0: yeah. No, I think that might have been a bit earlier. That was. God, I'm not quizzing you. Yeah, because I, I only really know that single, but I love that.
1: Yeah. That song, because uh, it's got real punchy guitar intro.
0: Really, Radio nowhere. This is what I mean. He's not just a nostalgia act. Like he's still pumping out incredible. i know radio 2 love him (laughs) (laughs) you know who else they love (laughs) yeah
1: yeah um there's none of that this episode that's an open mics thing um but yeah no he could have been nine number one you know i'd love to see him just to say you've seen the boss you know but i think the timing has to be right i think you don't want to go and see him i don't know i'd want to see him do a greatest hits set Yeah. well
0: this is what i mean about the river tour it that wasn't
1: I love however, uh, that album is phenomenal. I've got it on double vinyl and it is a beaut. Yeah, so have I. (laughs) Mine's original
0: pressing. I think mine probably is as well. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it ever got repressed. (laughs) I'm sure it has. So there we go. That's our top five bands that we want to see live but haven't. Have you got any honourable mentions? Well,
1: just quickly, we love to engage. We love to engage. If you've got any bands that you're yet to see live, please find us on the Instagram, Two Track Pod. Message us. You know, we've got a Facebook page now. It's really only just to give you a quick update on when the shows are coming. We're not going to be filling your Facebook feeds with a load of crap because there's enough brands, bands, and, uh, Nans. and Nans doing that already. So it really is. But we've had
0: a lot of likes yeah it's been it's been good it's been we've good.
1: got more likes on that page than we do on our Instagram. So. yeah so
0: go and give some love to the Instagram I mean that's where we're posting most of our uh, that's fun, where you get all the reverent content
1: quality videos us
0: dancing to robot rock in 2005
1: that will go up there yeah. we promise if we get how many more likes do you want one <laughs> yeah one more okay. like between now on the Instagram by the time oh, we post no, this episode I was literally about to say by the time this goes out. <laughs> but no one would have heard no, it. No,
0: but it still might happen. Still might happen. Still anyway,
1: might happen. so yeah, find us on uh Instagram, two track mind pod. Also on Twitter, the
0: same extension, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. same handle. So some
1: honourable mentions. Now the reason we sort of um darted around the subject at the start is these honorable mentions are not bands that you wish you could see. We're not gonna be doing your nirvana. Or your Soundgarden, or for whatever reason, it has to be a band that could that has not split. They've just, have split, but they could still get back together as the lineup that they split as. Mm-hmm. So my big one is REM. Saw them in Hyde Park. Um, it was a it was a meant to be on the seventh of July, but it was uh, no the eighth of July. But it was obviously. Uh, the 7th of July was the London bombings. So it was back then. And the gig got postponed only by a week, luckily, not cancelled altogether. I think there was a load of bands playing on the, the stage and it was set up in Hyde Park. But it was insane. It was easily top three gigs that I imagine I'll ever go to. It opened with a bad day. And there was this big point in moment where Michael Stipe, before they played It's the End of the World as we know it, he did this almighty little speech almost. I don't know how you define a speech. Does it have to be a certain amount of time? But he was like, if this is the way we're going out, you know, then let's bloody show them and sing along. And it was just like, I, I, you know, I cried twice in that gig. <laughs> um, and if they got back together, I'd be the first in the queue to get tickets. I think, I, I, you know, they left amicably. They still chat. They still do interviews when they've done like REM little, documentaries or whatever, they're there all together, sat in a room as friends. They're just inactive. They just, they they basically turned around and said, we're not as current as we used to be. We're going to bow out with our dignity. And they did. Um,
0: But there's still a chance they go back on it.
1: Yeah, I I like to think there could be a... Michael Stipe's releasing Sona material now. Mm. So he's clearly got the bug. He did a bit of art and stuff in between, but he's... um, A couple of others. Oasis. I I know they'd be a lot on... But... If I could see him just for what's the story Morning Glory and, uh, you know, that intro, I'd literally, if I could just see him play that, you know, I'm not the biggest Oasis fan. I appreciate what they did, but I I think I'd be keen. Um, The Smiths, I can't see that happening because unfortunately that didn't end amicably, but there's always rumours and there's money there and I don't know what they'd make if they did it, especially the two main songwriters uh johnny Marr and obviously morrissey uh stephen patrick morrissey um but yeah and i sort of said jokingly i'd love to see real big fish uh with scott again Mm. um i think that'd be awesome yeah for sure Uh, but then again if real big fish toured locally i'd go and see them anyway and we've seen them a bunch of times
0: but yeah i think they're not a, a mixed bag. I've got a similar one to the Real Fish one in that I never got to see bare naked ladies before one of the two guys left. Oh, right. So I've seen them twice, but not with uh, Stephen Page. So you'd be um, interested. Yeah, I'd like to see them with him as well. And I think there's every chance that happens. He did reunite uh, with them for the Hall of Fame in the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, so
1: Scott has done a performance in an encore and they came on and did... Um, Drunk Again. Um,
0: yeah, this was recently, right? Yeah, but York. they sort of...
1: It was a bit funny. I don't know if it was all a bit last minute and a bit awkward because Scott plays that in his solo set, but he came on and was pretending like he didn't know the lyrics. I think maybe he didn't think it was... I don't know if it was the wrong venue. Maybe the crowd wasn't as up for it and it was all a bit awkward. Mm. And it was really quite a hard watch. Oh,
0: That's it's a not, shame. Yeah, but, <laughs> I watch it but then. <laughs> then
1: you watch his... Just him on a piano at his live
0: sets, yeah. shows that he does. And it's beautiful. Do and know, like, that's that's a gig that I missed that I regret. He played joiners with. Was it the Littlest Man Littlest Littlest band? Littlest Man Littlest band, yeah. Uh, he played joiners in 2004. Yeah, I remember the green the album go. cover with the little cartoon figures on. That's oh no, that's um that's Forces of Evil, I think. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember much about. Yes, Littlest, you're but, right. But, Which uh, was
1: Aaron and Scott, wasn't it?
0: No, it was just Aaron. So that oh, was what was he was doing when Scott was doing the other thing. Oh, okay. And they came back together. But yeah, I miss seeing him and join us. And you know that I love Scott and think he's got a great voice.
1: Oh, I, I honestly think his voice is unreal. Yeah, yeah. Completely So have you got any honourable mentions? I've got a couple
0: more I could have said, um, but I can't be... Mean- Fountains of Wayne. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, which they, I, I so know... So they
1: split. I didn't know if they'd actually split. Well, it's an interesting
0: one. Obviously, credibility-wise, don't hold a lot of weight in the UK. Mostly known here for Stacey's Mum and maybe yeah. um, uh, Hey Julie. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Era. But a big US band. And um, they... Yeah, I don't think they've... I don't know how much they've ever played the UK at all. But I got really into their albums. And they... They haven't released an album since about two thousand and twelve, eleven maybe. Uh, the frontman now has like a new project, which is oh kind right. of a solo project, and I'm sure he said recently that he wouldn't do Fountains of Wayne again. Um, oh, fair enough. So yeah, could happen, but it's less likely. Yeah. So the 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 whole point is it's it's possible. Yeah, and then there's um a really obscure band that I was into like big time uh, about ten years ago called uh, nineteen ninety seven. Do you remember? Yeah, I used yeah you got really big into them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah. There was a time where I just... I would thought you were going to say Grammatics day. for some reason. Oh, Grammatics would be great, yeah. that was the same era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who were, yeah, were one of my honourable mentions from the best mm. debut albums of the 2000s. Yeah. Still a mouthful, but I love it. Um, but yeah, 1997, who... It was just like, they were a disaster of a band in terms of like... Every album, it would be a slightly different lineup because they just, for whatever reason, they couldn't hold it together. So, uh, do
1: you have a preferred lineup that
0: you'd like to oh, see? That's a good question. No, I don't know because think about it. We can always pick that up in open mics, <laughs> <lights>, can't we? <laughs> because there was an there was a lineup that they did, which was probably my favorite album of theirs. Which, because of what happened with various people, I'm not sure whether I'd want to see that. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> even though that was my favorite album, but
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to think of bands that are still going, but you'd like to see them with the original lineup. There's not, mm. like we've said, Real Big Fish, like Tyler Jones back on brass would be good. And a couple of the, like Matt Wong on bass was always like, because we saw him back then, but there's no one, a lot of the bands have stayed true to the lineup. I think that I I do, I, I really like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got just, uh, I'm sure we'll think of loads more. I mean, I- well, I could
1: just quickly. I'll chuck in a a, a couple that I've just thought of for the f- our first topic. Randomly, it's I can't even include it. I've seen them live. I was about to say the All American Rejects <laughs> because they came on shuffle the other day. Okay, um, with Move Along, and I was like, bloody hell and it made me go back to the first album with like the last song um, got on vinyl over there <laughs> the big one what was the big one uh, swing, swing 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 and I was like but we saw them at bloody um, yeah
0: they played Reading
1: was that when we saw them
0: uh, no we saw them again at, um, I saw them at Shepherds Bush but I don't believe no it was we saw you.
1: them at um, Earl's Court headlining oh, I'll give it a name give it a name yeah so I can't include them I'd happily oh, well. see them again <laughs>
0: Yeah. a couple of others Very EP actually you know what we'll talk about them because even though it's irrelevant they did a free track EP which was pretty good like last year yeah yeah so I, yeah. again
1: I went and found that I sort of had a bit of a All American Rejects binge <laughs> um, just quickly also at The Beautiful South <laughs> cool i would love to see the beautiful south well also
0: funnily enough before we started this and we haven't included them we were looking at our second opportunity <laughs> to buy tickets to see the lighthouse family which we missed when they played <laughs> yes, so last year not made my top five we missed them and we missed tickets for bournemouth we've missed tickets again for portsmouth so. yeah
1: yeah and uh, the, no did you know i got offered tickets for uh, bournemouth well you didn't tell me this on the day, oh, okay, yeah, on the day, okay. and I just couldn't Never do it. I'd already committed day. to something else, um, but yeah, I think the the, the the great thing about how accessible music is, I do think bands are starting to tour a bit more regularly. So the chances are, well, if, we did, this, if we did this, if we did this time next year, probably we probably would have seen. ticked three of these off.
0: Oh, that'd be a good year if I got to see even two of these, I'd be happy. So, is that your aim? Two, all right, let's see if we can do it. I reckon. I'm screwed. I'll do
1: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we aren't the deciders in this, are we, really? It's um, it's the bands. but
1: No, they're the designers.
0: We're the deciders. Uh, something like that. Um, Perfect. Are we going to do a playlist of some of these? Yeah. Uh, Let's yeah, do that. That would be lovely. Cool. All right. Well, if we do do that, then it'll be in and the... Wh- and where will that be? It'll be accessible via the notes. And, uh, that come with the podcast but and if they just wanted to search it it'll be on Spotify Spotify <laughs> as um, everything is these days
1: and Spotify if you are listening we mention you so much give us some money
0: <laughs> <laughs> Edward where can people find you what are you up to what do you want people to do what do you want <laughs> well <I> want, <laughs> any other sponsorships
1: um I've said if you leave us a review on Apple, because that seems to be the only place where you can actually leave a written review, please like, subscribe and review. And if you can prove you've done it, I'll see because you would have had to write a review. We've already given out one pint. That's in the bank. But I am buying people a pint and I will come and sit, depending on your location, and drink a pint with you. And you can hear uh, me the the voice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, if they want to follow you and your I am
1: on uh, at Run with Ed on Twitter
0: and Instagram. Excellent. And I am at LiamToms and LiamToms.com for all my random rambles. Oh. That's all for now. I don't have a website. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you one by the next episode. No. (laughs) (laughs) You've been there, done that. Right. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. We'll be back sometime soon. Thank you. Bye.